The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the ninth and tenth chapters. Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and curing every disease and every sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them, because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. He said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Then Jesus summoned his 12 disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to cure every disease and every sickness. These are the names of the 12 apostles. First, Simon, also known as Peter, and his brother Andrew, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas, and Matthew the tax collector, James, son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, Simon the Canaanian, and Judas Iscariot, the one who betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Go nowhere among the Gentiles and enter no town of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As you go, proclaim the good news. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out the demons. You received without payment, give without payment. The Gospel of the Lord. My dear brothers and sisters, I bring you grace and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So as always this morning, we have a couple of readings, and I'd like to just touch briefly on each of them, uh, beginning with Psalm 100. Uh, psalm 100 is a reasonably well-known psalm, uh, all about entering into God's courts with praise and thanksgiving. Um, it's the basis of Old 100th. Craig played an improvisation on that famous hymn. Um, it's not long. Let me just read it for you. Uh, Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord is God. It is he that made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good, his steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. As soon as I saw that this was the appointed psalm for today, uh, and this always happens when I think of Psalm 100, I immediately went to a very specific moment in my life, which happened to be my wedding day. Amy, my wife, is over there. She, I'm sure, remembers the same thing. I hope she do, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and I think of it, because we, it was a beautiful service, we had lots of lovely readings, wonderful music, uh, but we began the service with someone reading Psalm 100 from the back of the sanctuary, again, as a reminder that we're entering into God's house with thanksgiving and praise. So I can never think of or hear that psalm without thinking of that really critical and important moment of transition 
in my life, which got me thinking then of other moments of transition. And I, I started thinking actually about my beginning here at St. Philip the Deacon 16 years ago now, and my first sermon, which strangely enough, I still remember. Um, I can't remember what I preached about a month ago, but I remember that first ser sermon I preached here, which was really just a way for me to introduce myself to you all and begin to get to know you. And I framed it up by talking about all of the churches I had been part of, not always a pastor at, through my life. So a, a small Lutheran church in Chicago, then in Northfield when I was at St. Olaf, then in Minneapolis, then in Los Angeles, then in um, South Bend, Indiana, and then back in, in Minneapolis. And I, <laughs> I learned an important lesson about preaching with that sermon, because after sort of recounting the lessons I'd learned at those churches, what I attempted to do was to sort of, with all of you, imagine someday in the future, far in the future, when I would be reflecting back now on my tenure here at St. Philip Deacon, and I sort of painted a picture of me sit, having one of my grandchildren sitting on my lap, sharing with them all that we had accomplished together with God's help. Uh, the lesson I learned is you have to be very careful what you say and how you say it, because after that sermon, about half the congregation said to one another after worship, he looks kind of young to have a grandchild, don't you think? <laughs> and just to be clear, we still do not have any grandchildren. Uh, our oldest, Luke, is actually engaged to be married next April, um, so I'll keep you posted on that. But uh, anyway, uh, again, I I'm thinking of transitions, and then that got me thinking of another transition Amy and I are moving through right now, or just moved through. Our youngest, Andrew, just graduated from high school. So that means that we're now moving away from the sort of primary school time of our life, elementary school, middle school, and high school, into the next chapter of our life. And as we make that transition, uh, I just want to say, I want to say something very simple, um, but very important. I think in our lives, we very frequently um, forget or don't name or don't pay close enough attention to the gifts, to the blessings in our lives. Would you agree with that? Can I get an amen to that? And as Andrew has graduated, we've gotten lots of people coming up to us and saying, oh, you guys were such great parents, and I hope we have been adequate parents. Uh, if we have, it's thanks to my wife, mostly, Amy. But uh, I want to say this very clearly. Uh, our children would not be who they are today without all of you, truly. And so I was sitting over here thinking, okay, Tim, hold it together. <laughs> One of the things they've all learned is to see their dad do this with some frequency. But I, I don't want to over-sentimentalize it, but you've all heard that, you know, the, the line, it takes a village. And I think my wife would agree with me. Um, the gift of this community to our family has been immeasurable and profound. And our children would not be who they are today absent this wonderful, amazing, generous, incredible community of faith, which is all of you. So basically, I just want to say, as we make this transition, thank you. Thank you for helping to make my family who they are and make my children who they are. Um, I, as an aside to that, by the way, some of you know I've been doing a, a weekly podcast uh, ever since the start of, of the pandemic. Uh, episode 248, which was just a couple of weeks ago, um, I discuss sort of a different transition, my transition from a different world professionally into the world of ministry. 
And I talk in that moment, and you can find it if you want to hear more about it, about how Amy and I really struggled with this transition to ministry and worried how, how that transition, not St. Philip Deacon, this was before St. Philip Deacon, but how the transition to ministry would negatively impact our children. Boy, we sat with that a long time. I don't know if any of you know the children of, of pastors, but sometimes it doesn't go so well. Um, <laughs> Anyway, I think you can check in with my kids after worship. I think they would agree that actually, far from it being a negative, it has been an incredible gift. Um, and again, this place has a lot to do with that. Which brings me to the second point, which is sort of the same point in a different key. The second gospel, or the second reading, the gospel for today is all about Jesus calling and then sending his disciples, right? He calls them together and he says, go out and share the good news, proclaim the kingdom of God. Heal the sick, raise the dead, um, help those who are, cleanse those with leprosy and so forth. 2,000 years later, we are inheritors of that same, that same call. We are called by Jesus and then sent back out to proclaim the kingdom of God, to spread the good news, to share the good news. And my hunch is, and there's nothing wrong with this, it's accurate and true to a point, but my hunch is when we think about that, and here we talk about it in terms of your gifts make a difference, uh, I think we tend to think, oh yeah, we share the good news and we, we, we proclaim the kingdom of God by going out from this place and you know, giving a drink to those who are thirsty or feeding the hungry or clothing the naked or um, uh, helping the least and the, lost be and the left behind or remembering those who are forgotten at important moments in the year like Thanksgiving or Christmas. All of that is true. And folks, this congregation does amazing things to support the world around us, to support our community, and I give thanks for that. But, and this is related to that first point, it's also true that part of the way we proclaim the kingdom of God and share the good news is precisely by, as Psalm 100 reminds us, entering into this court, into this sanctuary, and bowing before our God and being drawn, as a result of that, closer to one another and to God, by becoming a family here, by being drawn into community. So again, back to that point about we sometimes forget the blessings God has given us. I would encourage us all today to pause and reflect on the incredible gift of this community. And by the way, those of you who are joining us online, one of the growing edges for us uh, at St. Philip Deacon, probably like every church, is to, to figure out in the years ahead how to include you uh, more fully in that community. Many of you are here periodically and then watch online with some frequency. Some of you are far, far away from us geographically throughout the year and so can't be here. Uh, some of you are shut in. So if you have ideas about how we can help draw you more fully into that community, uh, please let us know. So again, I, I would encourage us to reflect on that. If you've been here a long time, maybe just pause today to think about the incredible people you've gotten to know here, the relationships you've developed, and pause to give thanks for them. Uh, if you're newer to St. Philip the Deacon, I promise you, uh, you will enter into community more fully in the years ahead. And if you have children, young children, uh, or know people who are part of this community who might want to become part of it, um, my, my hope for each of them, for the parents and the children, is that like Amy and me, 10 or 15 years from now, you will be able to look back 
and say, my heavens, what an amazing gift this, this place has been to my children and my family. And again, I, you have my commitment. I will let you know when there's any news on the grandchild front. <laughs> let us pray, would you? Loving God, we give you thanks for this incredible community of faith. We give you thanks for drawing us together as your people and then sending us out to share the love of your kingdom. We give thanks for all of the ways we support those in need. But we also give thanks for the community we share. Help us never to take that gift for granted and always to reinforce it and to celebrate it through your love. And all this we pray in the holy name of Jesus. Amen.